Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. The Word of God reads, The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. I'm going to read that one more time. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Let's pray. Father, have your way. Remove me. Place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. Let he that has an ear, let him hear. Let faith grow. Let faith arise. And Lord, let our enemies be scattered. Let there be clarity and understanding. And Lord, to a place where we can't just hear the word, but we would want to do the word. Give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. We all said, you may be seated here today. As we venture into a new season within our lives, many of us, a new job is a new season. Uh, many of us, a new addition to the family is a new season, whether it's through a baby, through marriage, or whether it's even just finding out you're related to somebody. It kind of starts a new season. Whenever there's newness, there, you, you begin to see also new fruit. New things begin to happen. And one thing that I've learned in my walk with Christ is that there are new things that happen around every turn in my life. New things that happen around every turn within my life. Now, if I'm going to give you full disclosure within uh, my message here today, uh, I want to let you know that last night God changed my message. God totally changed my message. I had a whole other message ready to go. And I, I know they teach you in school, don't ever say that, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Say, don't tell the congregation that you changed your message. Well, I'm telling you, there's a reason why. Last night, I, I mean, I, I had a whole message ready and prepared in the way that I study. I study throughout the week and even throughout the months. I kind of get things prepared. God gives me a topic. I take notes. I showed my leadership the other day with the notes that I take and how I do them and how I put them. And uh, I, I look like a, in my note taking, I look like a real disorganized person. Because they're random. They're all over the place. I got notes here, notes there, notes in this iPad, notes on my phone. Uh, I'll get notes. I'll put them in different places, but when it, then I get my study, and I put them together, and whew, it makes up a body. And it looks good to me. And then how we present it out. So I had everything ready to go, and, and I'm, I still want to share that message on the Azusa Street Revival, talking about a revival. But last night, or should I say even yesterday, something happened that just kind of changed the course of today's message. Today's message is not going to be very long because really I want to share with you what is upon my heart, a new turn, a new season, if you will. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent taken by force. As I was reading this scripture, there's so many different emotions that come up when you say the word violent, right? Because right away, you and I go back to a reference point when we got violent or should I say angry. Right? The moment I say violent, right away you think of a fight that you got into. Or you think of somebody who's angry or, or got so just frustrated they put a hole in a wall. Right? Or maybe they took a crowbar and they just hit the car. And you go, man, that person's violent. Right? Because the diagnosis of the world that says, man, this, this man is deemed violent. This woman is deemed violent. They can't control themselves. So that's what, whenever we say and we read this word violent, that's what we think of. A, a person who is out of control. They cannot control their emotion. They cannot control whatever it is that 
has coming, is coming their way. But yet the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent learn how to control their emotion. And I say that because when things come our way, we go, man, I, right away we get into an uncontrollable state. Something happened to me. Oh, man, I'm going to go get her. I'm going to go get him. And if we're honest, that first choice is not a controlled type of emotion, right? I know who I'm talking to. I look at the people around, the things that you went through, the things that some of you guys did. Some of you, we, we don't even know half your story. And let's just be honest. Let's keep that story under wraps, amen? Or should I say, let's keep it under the blood. You guys got some crazy stories. And if we're honest, a lot of those crazy stories had to do with violent emotions, Violent things that happen. Well, yesterday, I had a violent thing happen. Violence happened. And it hit me. I'm not talking about a car crash. I'm not talking about something that just came at me physically. I'm talking something that hits you emotionally and spiritually to where you get to a point where you go, what do I do? What do I do? And the old us wants to say, this is how I'm going to handle it. This is what I'm going to do. But the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. Listen to me. We are not here as Christians getting violent against atheists, getting violence against Islams, getting violence against Buddhists. We're not getting violence against all these other things that come our way, and we try to say we're smarter than them. We, have, we know what's going on, and so we try to handle it our way. No, my friend, we need to get violent against the emotion of wanting to be violent. That's what we need to get violent with. When you get to a point and to a place where you say, man, if I was in a room, I could just scream. That's what you get violent against. You get violent against your own lustful desires. Your own selfish ways. Your own way of doing things, you get violent. See, some of you, when I said violent, right away you thought, okay, I'm going to get into a fight with these and so because you have not yet learned the discipline of violence in Christ, you, have, you only want to fight with these, and you have not yet learned how to fight with these. So it gets to a point where, man, what do I do? I'm just going to go, I'm going to get in my car, and I'm just going to drive. Right? That's what we want to do. Why? Because we want to get away. The violent hasn't moved. The violence hasn't turned. But we just want to get away from it. Then if we're honest, we learn we come back, it's still the same, right? Still the same. That person's still locked up. That person's still on dope. You're still out of money. You're like, it hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. But what is happening is something is changing inside of you. Something is taking place with inside of you. Last night, yesterday, we got violent. I got violent. Bernard got violent. I'm going to use Bernard because he's been here a while, a long time. And if it's okay, is it all right? It's okay? Okay. I want to ask. So things happen, man. That They just get you to, ah, what do I do? What's going to take place? And so you want to kind of get to a point where you can use your hands, but I've learned that you can't use your hands. You've got to use your faith you got to use 
your faith. I like what a preacher once said when he came over this pulpit some time ago. He said, spiritual warfare is not power against power. It's the truth against the lie. It's the truth against the lie. See, you and I, my friend, we are fighting a violent war that is the truth against the lie. Not against your hands against somebody else's hands. Not against your intellect versus someone else's intellect. It's the truth against the lie. And my friend, when you understand that you have the truth, then there is freedom in that. You don't have to go off to this other place and feel freedom. Oh, I need a fresher breath air. My friend, you can feel all the fresher breath air from your nose all you want, but there's no freshness inside your soul. See, here this morning, I want to teach us as Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay how to fight in the spirit. Fight in the spirit. My friend, we have been going through some battles. Can I hear an amen? Okay, I'm going to ask you one more time. We have been going through some battles. Can I hear an amen? There's been some battles going on here. There's some fighting going on here. See, we come here and we look good, we dress good, we talk good, we smell good. Everything is good. Everything is good. How you doing? Good. How's everything going? I'm all right. So everything here is good. Everything here is okay. But we get home, take off the suits, and put on the fatigues. So, man, I got to fight, man. I got to fight, man. I got to fight. Then my husband... I don't want to fight him, but I feel like I'm in a fight. Man, my son, I don't want to fight him, but I feel like I'm in a fight. Man, my job, my boss, I don't want to fight him, but I feel like I'm in a fight. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you just feel like you're in a fight. You're always fighting. What, what is this? Why am I always fighting like this? Why is this always taking place? So yesterday, I'm coming to the close, actually, of my message right now. So yesterday got a phone call and I could hear it in his voice I could hear it in his voice it was the the voice of a fighter you know how you can hear a voice of a fighter they're not yelling see people always think the louder I yell the more I'm going to get my point across you know I've actually learned the louder you yell the more it looks like you're losing the fight right you ever seen those people that talk big? Well, you know what? Hey, yeah, that's right. You're lucky you're on the other side. Yeah, what's up? And they're like, bro, shut up. Either fight them or just be quiet. Right? You ever have those friends like that? Like, you either do something or just don't pretend like you're my friend because you're making me look dumb. Stop that. Because I, like, I don't like people who talk big or people who walk big. And when the people who walk big, you can tell when they talk big. You can tell because they're not yelling, they're not screaming. They just say, I'm fighting right now. I'm fighting right now. I need some fellow fighters right now. I need some fellow fighters right now. Because the Bible talks about how we're not in this fight alone. Make so many references to corporations. Make so many references to assemblies. Make so many references to coming together. There's a lot. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. So many times, Jesus, as he walked this earth, he had 12 of the guys walking with him. Like, he was, there was always a togetherness. So yesterday when Bernard called me, he had the fight voice 
on. I said, hey, what's going on? I said, hey, need some help. What do you need? What can we do? If it's in my capability, I'll help. So yesterday, we were fighting. We were fighting for his family. It was difficult to see, very hard. She's not here. Is she here? She's not here. Oh, dang it. It's okay. Still fighting. So yesterday, Bernard calls me. He has to pick up his granddaughter off the floor from an OD. It's not easy. Some of you have people die in your arms, right? You have people OD in your arms. These are, these are not easy things. Got to pick her up, take her to the hospital, pump her out. Some of you guys know the procedure. It's not an easy procedure because really there's a teeter-totter that's happening at that moment. Some of you are still breathing because the teeter-totter went this way, but some of you have relatives that teeter-totter. They're not alive. So there is a spiritual and physical moment of balance or imbalance that's going on. So yesterday, she went this way. Praise the Lord. She's still breathing. She's alive. But yesterday, we were just fighting there, fighting there, fighting there. And as we're, we're going, I'm going, man, God, Lord, what, what is... What is taking place right here? Some of you, you've been fighting this kind of fight for years and years. And putting a type of fighting spirit in you gets you fatigued, does it not? It gets you fatigued. And it gets you to a point where, man, I just feel like giving up. And so yesterday, I, I was there with him, and, and we were talking, saying, come on, girl, get in the home, come in the home. Just we're talking with her. She's nodding out. Go, come on, wake up, wake up. Hey, 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 come on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come, come on. You're alive. You're breathing. Let's let's get it together. And yet you could still see. She's like, yeah. Even though I almost died, I'm okay. You ever had that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I know. I was drinking and driving, but I could still drink and I can control this, right? I know I did some drugs I shouldn't have been doing, and and I almost died, but it's okay. I'm okay. See, and at that moment, you get to a point where you're just like, I want to rip something. I want to hit something. Like, how come you're not getting this? You're not understanding what is going on. And so you come to a point where you're right there and you're face to face with wanting to get violent. You're face to face with a spiritual and physical manifestation right in front of your very eyes. And so you're saying, man, how come you don't get this? How come you're not understanding it? And so right away, this is what I learned last night when I was studying. You know what we're fighting against, especially in this generation? We're fighting against the difference between a mistake and sin. Watch. We're fighting against this generation that feels what I'm doing, hey, it's just a mistake. It's not a big deal. Like I'm just trying out this thing. And if I mess up, I mess up. I can get it back together later on. It's a mistake. And I say that because that's how I'll, I'll, 
a lot of our generation, that's what they see now. If I get involved with homosexuality, well, you know, I'll just want to try it out. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, what are you doing? Like, th this is not anything to play with. Well, it, it's just a little drink. It's not a big deal. I can control this. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You just got a DUI a couple weeks ago. What are you doing? Stop that. Like, hold, do you see what I'm saying? Like, how we getting involved in this warfare? And so we think that, man, what, what can I do? What is going on here? And so the Bible says, listen, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. Listen to me here today. We're not getting violent against homosexuality. We're not getting violent against Islam. We're not getting violent against all these other things that were, man, I'm smart. I, I have the answer. No, no, no. There is only one answer. And the answer is Jesus. So yesterday when we were talking with her, and I said, man, God, can you please show her? Please show her, God. I'm doing my best. And I, I, I know Bernard is doing way more than his best, over and above and beyond his best. Some of you right now, you in your situation where you're like, I'm giving my best. I'm doing the best that I can. But listen to me, my friend. I know that it's hard. I know that it's difficult. And I know that you're warring. And you feel like, man, I'm not getting anywhere. But my friend, I'm telling you, God is doing something more inside of you than he's doing around you. I know that you think that your emotions are not curing the circumstance. But it's not about your emotion, your intellect that's going to cure the circumstance. It is all about God's kingdom. And when he puts that inside of you, then you are going to understand what it is to get violent right back. Right back. I look around at some of the situations that are in our church. The men and women of the things that you've gone through. The things that you've held on to. I look at Aziz and I go, man, that's a, that's a tough thing for any mom to ever have to go through. And I pray that no mom would have to do that. But for some reason you've had to. That's tough. That's a tough thing. If any of you parents have ever had to bury your child, that's tough. Right? It's a tough thing. Our father used to always talk about children should never be burying, or, or excuse me, parents should never be burying their kids. It should be the other way around. But then you want to get violent. Gosh, I want to do something. I want to get something. I want to hurt somebody. I just want to hurt something. I want to hurt someone. And then God says, no. Before we get with them, before we get with that, let me get with you. Let me speak with you. Here today, I want to pray for some of you. That you've been warring and you've been battling. And you've been fighting. And you've been kicking. And you've been screaming. Some of you, you're at your wit's end. Like, you're just biting right now. You're like, ah. I don't know what else to do. Fighting. I want to tell you, the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what we're fighting with, the truth. I know it's hard. I know that it's difficult. But remember, what we are fighting against is the lie of the enemy. The lie that the enemy so much is trying to infiltrate our young kids, our generation, and even those around us that are not even children, but just the generation that's alive. We were talking this morning, some of the ministers, 
And we were talking about how even some since January, this church has been getting hit physically, right? A lot of people went to the hospital, even on their deathbed physically, hit physical, mentally, had a lot of things. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Why is this happening? So we've just been battling a lot. Then even recently within families and finances, different things have been happening. All this stuff has been taking place. This morning, my wife told my daughter something that she didn't like. Said, no, don't do that. And my daughter just all of a sudden took it like a daughter. No, and she got hurt. She went upstairs and she cried. And if she was upstairs, she cried. I said, come here. I said, come here. And as she was sitting on my lap, I thought of my message. I said, oh, my gosh. Because in all reality, my daughter's not warring against my wife. She's not fighting against my wife. My wife, looking out for the better, don't do that. Don't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. So right away, is my daughter fighting my wife? No. She's fighting against what's in her. How come I feel like this? Why couldn't I do that? What's going on here? And many of us, we're in that same predicament, just like my daughter. You're not fighting against everyone else. You're not fighting against your mom. You're not fighting against your dad. You're not fighting against your coworker. You're fighting against the you that's inside of you. Why do I feel like this? How come I can't control it? Why? What, how come? I mean, you got all these questions. And it's like, man, I just want to bust out and I want to fight. Well, good. I'm glad you want to fight. Just don't fight the way that you think you're supposed to fight. I'm just going to pick her up and I'm going to. No, you're not going to do that. Well, I'm going to tell her off and I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. No, you ain't got enough pieces to let go. Keep it. Keep it. We don't have spare parts in our mind. Keep that. Well, but, but pastor, you don't understand. You're right. I don't. Read the Bible. It understands. The Bible understands. I, I, I can't say that I can empathize with every single one of your situations. I can't, Gina. I can't. I, I kind of could see it. I get the emotional feeling, but I can't. I just can't. There's a lot of things that many of us go through that, man, I can't. Jose, we've been talking for years now. We're Right? We're going, oh, how are we going to do this? What are we? I can't. I can't. Because there's something inside of you that God put the situation with you in. For you. Then listen, as your pastor, I cannot fight your battles for you. Now, listen, I can fight your battles with you, but there's a difference. Are you hearing me? I'm going to say that one more time. As your pastor, I cannot fight your battles for you. However, I can fight your battles with you. That's a major statement. I hope you catch that. Because that's what I just said is what you also do to others. You cannot fight your battles for your neighbor, but you can fight with your neighbor. You can fight with them. Like what we did yesterday. And we're still going to continue to do. It's a difficult situation, but it's a fight. I want to pray for those of you here today. It's not a long message. This is just I wanted to get straight to the point. I want to fight with some of you here today. That we're fighting with you. Situations that some of you just are out of your control. We've been fighting with you, Art, right? Some of the women have been helping. Some of the men have been helping. Situations that are just beyond our control. 
how come, man, I thought we were going to Mexico and she was going to get her, 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 her visa and everything was going to be great. Come right back over the border. Nope. She's going to stay there. So now, Art, you will be away from your wife till whenever we say, oh, that's uncontrollable. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, well, that's fight. That's the war. Some of you, you just got a phone call last week from your child. Well, you know what, Mom? I know I said I was going to do this, but I don't want any of your help. Don't call me ever again. Click. From your very own child, your very own son. And that hurt, that's hurtful, is it not? That hurts. Wait a second. I, we grew up. To, I, I, I bathed you. I bore you. I did all this for you. And now you want to, oh, you ungrateful. You ungrateful. And it hurts. And it's a war. And nobody understands your war. Nobody understands your battle. This is the problem. Or challenge, I should say. We all think we're fighting the battle on our own. It says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. In other words, there's many. It's not just one. You're not by yourself. I want to pray for those of you here today that you are battling. Now, when I mean battling, I don't mean like, well, you know, I got a flat tire and ah, that's a difficult one. No, you have a spare tire in your trunk. Fix it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about laziness or just I don't want to deal with it. I don't like this girl. I'm going to avoid her. All right, well, that's on you. That's not a battle. That's just you're prideful. Stop it. I'm talking about <clears throat> I want to hit something, but I can't. I want to yell at someone, but I can't. I want to do this, but I can't. That's what I'm talking about. The type of battle that just, it hurts. It hurts. You go to bed crying at night, it hurts. You wake up in the morning, oh, it hurts. You go to jo your job, it hurts, like battling. Because if you've ever been in a battle, your body hurts. It hurts because you're getting, you may not get knocked out, but the enemy, he's still hitting you. And you can put up all the facade you want. I'm good, I'm good. But inside, you got a broken rib. Your wife is broken. Hurts. Your foot, uh, uh, but you're walking good. Put on the good face, but you can't make it that far. I can't make it that far. Uh, and it hurts. So I want to pray for those of you. As AJ comes to the piano, I want to pray for those of you that you're battling and you're warring and you're fighting. And look, at, we're, we're, we're going to do something a little different here. For those of you that you're saying, I'm battling and I'm going through it, but nobody knows. And believe me, we're not going to come up here and say, okay, you know, tell us your, what you're battling, you know, and one by one. No. But what I am going to do is we're going to pray for you, and everyone is going to pray for you. Every person here in this place. Because even if you say, well, how can I help them? By your faith, you help. Your faith, did you know your faith can heal? Your faith can guide your faith can uphold. Did you know that? There's so many things your faith can do. Not a whole nother message, but I'm telling your your faith can also help. And so we have men and women that need our faith. So, Bernard, can you come? Is that all right?
You're going to come first, and we're going to pray with you. And as he comes, I want you to think about right now, some of you that this may be difficult for you, but if you need prayer, we're gonna have you, I'm going to have you come right now. Can you all stand with me now? And we're going to pray. I'm going to pray. I can't go into the long list of what he has, but it's a lot. It's a lot. That we're going to pray. And as we pray, for those of you that say, you know what, I need prayer. You want prayer. You want battling, warring prayer. Not the, hey, can you pray for me? My shoulder hurts. Like, no, I'm talking about maybe if your spine is incorrect and it's a battle, we're going to pray for that. I'm not talking about something that Tylenol can heal. I'm not talking about that. Please listen to me. I'm not talking about anything that a doctor can prescribe to you. I'm talking about only one thing that our great physician can heal you with. Maybe some of you battle with things in your mind, in your heart. You're hearing things. You're feeling things. Why? We're going to pray. We're going to pray right now. So this is what I want. I need a couple men. I need a couple fellas. We're going to pray right now for Bernard. I want you to come. We're going to pray for him. As we pray for him, if you need prayer and you want prayer, I want you to come right here to the signs, and we're going to pray for one of, each and every one of you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to believe for each and every one of you.